Previously on Soda Awesome Plus, Meg's high school nickname might not be as cool as she once thought. Um, yesterday, Macintosh. Hi. First of all, hello. <laughs> Macintosh <laughs> Kyle discovered that we're on YouTube, and now they are obsessed with being on YouTube. All right, guys, come on. Gonna... This is your one chance. Oh! <laughs> you jump scared us. <laughs> all right. Okay, John Kyle. Wave hi to the camera. Hi. Hi. Yeah, Mac, you wave. Okay. Thank you. Very good. All right. You good? Yeah. You're famous now. All right. Go play. That's a true story. We showed them on the on the big screen yesterday that we're on YouTube. Uh, they're going to keep doing they're it. They're going to keep doing it. Hang on. Okay. All right. And so they got it in their mind that they wanted to also be on YouTube. I think they might like to have their own YouTube channel. I'm sure they would. They have all kinds They'd of They'd probably plans. be more popular. Probably so. Jerks. Yeah. So anyway, here we are. Here we are. We've just finished feasting. That's right. What did we have? We had fajitas at my request. They were delicious, although Kyle thinks they were only meh quality. They were delicious. We started though with one of my favorite ways to start a meal of any time of the day or night, and that was with chips and queso and chips and salsa. It's true. All of those things are true. So I am absolutely, completely stuffed. Yes, it's hard to sit upright. So we thought we'd go ahead and jump on here and record right now before either of us fall asleep because we are enjoying the fruits of the feasting. So. Right on. Today we also got masks finally. Did you you put the other one up? I was going to give a it visual. It's too far away. I can't reach it. All right. Our deacon's wife makes uh, masks. She's very good seamstress. And so finally, now I don't have to have any more anxiety dreams about going out in public without a mask because I have not only one, but two, two masks That's right. for, the, uh, for the public venturing out. So speaking of public venturing out, you yourself were out in public just a few hours ago. How, how was it? It was humbling. Okay. It was without humbling. a mask. Without a out. mask. Yes. I didn't have a mask yet. Yeah. But I have been keeping my socially responsible distance and only, only frequenting one place to shop that is a less traveled, better behaved area. It was interesting. I, uh, you know how sometimes you're walking along, and maybe this is only true for me, I don't know. Sometimes you're walking along and you're thinking, um, and maybe also loosely trying to pay attention to the arrows on the ground and the lanes <laughs> that they've taped out and right. all of that. Yes. And so you're not looking up. No. You're not unaware that there's things, but you're just kind of glancing down. And that's how I was rolling through, and I, I can't remember for the life of me, what I was thinking about. But it was plainly something deeply contemplative and important. Of course, And yes. I'd already had to kind of do the dance with a couple people in the parking lot to be like, who's, you know, who's going to go first? Who has the right of way, allowing distances, all of that? Mm -hmm. And uh, 
so I've gotten that done and I, I kind of have my head down and I'm looking and I'm winding my way through the, the maze of shopping carts turned on their side and they have police tape. I don't know where that came from, but they had that too. In the parking lot? Well, right up near the door. Okay. Mark, so you knew oh. how to go in. Oh, right, right, right. Because um, there's, there's two doors to get into the main entryway and then from there, one door that goes into the main place. And they, they were... They're doing their job. They're yes. trying hard to segregate uh, in entrance versus exit. And okay, gotcha. Keep people from uh, safe distances. And so, right as I'm getting in, and I'm, I'm looking down. Have you ever been doing this, and you kind of, you kind of both see out of the corner of your eye something moving, and you kind of feel it mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm feeling this person oh, no. coming towards me. Yeah. And I'm not ready to finish my thought, though, so I'm still looking down. But I feel him coming and right at me. And it's like, you can't, you're not supposed to exit this way. Right. And I am I can feel my hackles rising. I can feel the hairs on my neck standing up to be angry. And I look up and just like, you know, that moment you look up, there's a this grand flash of information that you're taking in. Yeah. And this dude's walking right at me. Okay. I notice this, he's bad built. He looks like 10 pounds of crap in a five pound bag. Oh no. He's coming at me. The beauty of it is, you know this person. Okay. You know this person. Any guesses? No. It was me. It was a reflection of myself (laughs) that I caught out of the corner of my eye. And then I was, I couldn't decide if I wanted to have my own feelings hurt at my own evaluation of myself. (laughs) Or if I wanted to be mad, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I did not see that coming. I did not know. I didn't either. Especially when you made the sort of derogatory remark about the crap yeah. in the bag and stuff. It was like, it was all true. Who are you saying that about on camera? Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. you don't look like that. Maybe nine pounds in a four pound bag. <laughs> so that was the grand beginning. Yes. After that. I was just kind of in a fugue state and embarrassed. Give me my chips. (laughs) Got my stuff and got out of there. Oh, my gosh. Bless your heart. I'm sorry that that happened. I fat shamed myself. You fat shamed yourself going into the grocery store. Yeah. All right. Well, that's quite a story from the grocery store. Yes. Um, so I'm trying to think other things that have happened since last we were on camera. Well, we attended the version of mass that's available, the Mm -hmm. television mass. We did. And I have no shame in recommending. And even if somebody, whether somebody's religious, not religious, differently religious, whatever, Mm -hmm. I think there certainly can be value sometimes in just hearing a good speaker, a good theologian, give talking points on something. Mm-hmm. And we participated uh, listening to a pre-recorded mass for today delivered by Bishop Robert Barron. Yes. Who is a bishop. Is it San Diego? Los, Where is he? Los Angeles. Not even close. Los Angeles. They're close. They're like 30 minutes away. Minutes okay. Away. Now we're back to this again. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. He, uh, he has... A, a relatively long time uh, digital 
ministry. Yes. And I think one of the things that's most appreciated about him is that he is so approachable. He's so not caught up in, in who he is or what he believes, but he's more about let's let's talk about the truth. Let's talk about mm-hmm. things that are discoverably true and factual and good. And uh, he presents, he always presents such a beautiful message because he can bring in things deeply intellectual yes. without leaving anybody behind. Right, yes. And, and that's a variable perspective because somebody can be very smart but be completely out of touch with one talk but in touch with another. So it's not to say, well, you know, he's good for smart people and idiots too. It's, it's not like that at all. It's that all of us live in a land of flux between smart and idiot over different things. Yes. But he talked today, when the, the gospel reading for today was the uh, from Luke, mm-hmm. the, the walk to Emmaus. Mm-hmm. And he touched on that. And then he tied in theologically, not just his perspective, mm-hmm. but through much research, much historical scholarship brought into play as well, tying that in in ways that I had never heard or seen done before to the Garden of Eden, which was a really fascinating picture and I think brought so much more fullness to both mm-hmm. things. Yes. It was really solid and it's worth checking it out just for that portion, if nothing else. Shall I even offer to say we can put it in the show notes? Maybe can you can. Notes. I am a show note idiot. <laughs> if you haven't noticed... I think we could put it in the show notes, but it was so good that I found myself just like grinning up at the screen as we were listening to him deliver this homily, the way he ties everything together. Yes. So symbolic, but so real, so powerful. I loved it. Any, I would, I would even wager anybody intelligent, even if they disagreed with some of what he said, anybody intelligent would see the beauty and how everything yes. ties together. Yes, absolutely. So. so that was fantastic. Another fantastic thing was last night, uh, this was your idea, we introduced the twins to The Princess Bride for the first time. The girls had watched it maybe just once, a couple of years ago. Like, I don't That's think they wow. Yeah, I think they had only seen it once, maybe twice. But we did a little family movie night and the twins... I was skeptical. They're seven, and they can track with some non-cartoon movies. I think I've mentioned that they're super into King Kong and oh, yes. uh, uh, Godzilla. And so they'll watch like the full movie movies of like the 1950s Japanese versions of Godzilla. Right. So I was like hopeful that they would be able to track. I mean, they had a few questions when it very first started, like what kind of name is Buttercup? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> But after it got into the actual action of the movie, they were silent. They were transfixed. Riveted. They were riveted. They loved it. And so to see my little boys love a movie that I love so much that's been a favorite. Of course, many people can identify with it. The Princess Bride being a, a top, you know, top five favorite movies of all time. But they, to see them find the absolute humor in the scene where Fazzini, the Wallace Shawn character, is laughing after drinking the iodine powder yes. and he laughs and just falls over. They thought that was hilarious. Yes. When Princess Buttercup pushes Wesley, dresses the Dread Pirate Roberts down the hill, and they both tumble down the hill, and they're saying, oh, right. ow. Yes, and <laughs> they 
loved the R-O-U-S. Yes, they did. They absolutely did. The giant rats yeah. loved it. So that was so much fun. I would have to say, as we look back over the span of quarantine going on for what, six weeks now or however long yeah, we've been whenever, doing this, yeah. that that will absolutely be a highlight that they... Um, they loved it. They loved it so much. They've watched it twice again today. Yes. Yeah. That's so, big. That's huge. Huge. So I'm not sure even the Hulk has gotten that kind of repeat in that short of a time span. I think you're right. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's us. That's it. That's it. And that's that. That's it. I think. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Well, I guess we'll see you next time. Awesome. Sort of awesome. All the way. Awesome. A little awesome. Mostly awesome. Awesome to the max. <laughs> All right. We have to end there. Yeah. The White House, in cooperation with the CDC, has released the guidelines to opening up America again. The plan has three phases. In The Princess Bride, the fire swamp had three dangers. If the third phase of opening America involves a ROUS, does that make President Trump a modern-day Wesley? I'm